This is Behind the Christmas Hits, the podcast with Drew Savage. It's the series of albums that gave us some of the most recognizable versions of our favorite Christmas songs and became the most successful charitable music project in history. I'm Drew Savage, and this is the story behind the hit Christmas album, A Very Special Christmas. You might be able to picture the cover of the album in your head. A simple drawing by artist Keith Haring of a person holding a baby done to represent Mary holding the baby Jesus. The drawing was in gold with a red background, and the album was called A Very Special Christmas and was released on November 25, 1987. It began with legendary record executive Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy began his career in music as a recording engineer working with John Lennon and Bruce Springsteen. He founded Interscope Records in 1990 and when signed Tupac Shakur to his first major recording contract. Future Interscope stars would include Eminem and 50 Cent. He'd branch out with partner Dr. Dre and launch the Beats brand of headphones, which would eventually be sold to Apple for over $3 billion. Jimmy would go on to work for Apple and help launch their Apple Music streaming service. Jimmy Iovine is a true mogul in the music business and very well connected. But it was his connection with Springsteen that would kickstart the idea for one of the most successful Christmas albums of all time. Jimmy's dad died around Christmas time, 1985. While at his sister's house, Bruce called Jimmy to express his condolences. On that very call, Jimmy asked Bruce, if I could get a Christmas record together for charity, would you be a part of it? Bruce's response, sounds good. Jimmy's vision was inspired by Phil Spector's Christmas album, have all the big artists of the day singing all the big Christmas songs. And while the goal was to raise money for charity, Jimmy always wanted to make it an artistic record. Bruce was first. Bono was second. And then according to Jimmy, it was pretty easy to get others involved. Bono said it was an easy decision, that they were hugely honored to be asked. In the 25 Years of Joy documentary celebrating the success of the series, Bono says U2 had spent the prior 10 years of their musical lives trying to impersonate Phil Spector's legendary wall of sound. So it was a natural choice for them to cover Spector's Christmas Baby Please Come Home, which was originally sung by Darlene Love. Madonna also agreed to take part and decided to record what was then a largely forgotten Christmas song, Santa Baby written by lyricist Joan Javits and composer Phil Springer. By the mid-80s, Springer owned the publishing rights of the song and told us in an earlier episode of Behind the Christmas Hits about the mysterious phone call he got. I got a phone call from A&M Records and a lady said that a famous singer wants to record Santa Baby but will only do it on the condition that you give up your royalties from this record. So I said, well, who is this great artist? And they said, we will not tell you until you've given us your answer. And I said, my answer is yes. I will give up the royalties. Now, who is the artist? And they said, Madonna, and I fell off my chair. This was a very personal album for Jimmy Iovine. He personally produced Bob Seger's version of his dad's favorite Christmas song, The Little Drummer Boy. Look at the track listing for that first volume in the series. Almost every single song is one that's played every year. From Eurythmics' Winter Wonderland to John Mellencamp's I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus to Whitney Houston's Do You Hear What I Hear. 
The one exception might be Bon Jovi's live version of Backdoor Santa, an old Clarence Carter song. That was only ever featured on the initial 1987 release. In hindsight, it was considered a little raunchy for a charity album. So in 1992, it was replaced with another Bon Jovi song, I Wish Every Day Could Be Like Christmas. You'll know how old your CD is based on which Bon Jovi song is on the album. All of the songs from that original volume were covers, except for one, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Their involvement might be the least likely of all the artists on the album. Daryl DMC McDaniels told AVClub.com that their publicist Bill Adler called and said they had been invited to participate, to which they initially said, nope, not doing it. They thought it was like corporate America trying to sanitize or ruin hip-hop by making them do something corny. But Adler kept pushing the idea and gave Jam Master Jay a copy of that Clarence Carter song we mentioned, Backdoor Santa. Jay took it to the studio and started playing around. Once Joseph Run Simmons and DMC heard the beats Jay put together, they changed their mind on the whole project. Simmons says he wrote the lyrics to Christmas and Hollis while having breakfast. By the time he was finished writing the lyrics, it was jammed from his toast on the pages from eating and writing at the same time. Rolling Stone named it Video of the Year, beating Michael Jackson's Bad, which was directed by Martin Scorsese. The Christmas and Hollis video was directed by two NYU film students. Many have credited the song as being the first Christmas hip-hop record. DMC says, while flattering, it's not accurate, and points towards Christmas rapping, that's rapping with an R, by Curtis Blow from 1979. DMC says that's the first real Christmas hip-hop song, one he and the guys always respected. If you've never heard it, search it out, because it is amazing. So the artistic vision for this tribute to Jimmy Iovine's late father was set. Now, where was the money going to go? Credit Jimmy's wife, Vicky, who is a volunteer with Special Olympics, the world's largest sports organization for children and adults with physical and intellectual disabilities. The first volume was such a success, there was a second that followed in 1992, then a third in 97, and so on, and so on, and so on. In total, there have been 12 very special Christmas albums, featuring 148 recording artists and raising over $131 million for Special Olympics, making it the most successful charitable album series in music history. Jimmy Iovine says he's most happy that it worked, because not everything works. So when it does work, it's a miracle. And to have a miracle around Christmas, well, you can't do better than that. I'm Drew Savage. Thanks so much for listening. For more, throw us a follow and hit subscribe for more stories behind the Christmas hits.